welcome you to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks for keeping the conversation going and watching all the shows, including Black and Abdallah, who we'll cross talk with in an hour from now. Also, it's going to be Carmen and Yurko at 12. Is Sylvie back for Waddle & Sylvie from 2 to 6? He'll be back today, buddy. He was in, uh, I think, Mexico, and he is back. Awesome. Awesome. My, I'm back from Max Tech Cow, so he'll be uh, with us and uh, with Waddle from 2 to 6. Tyler Rocky, 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons. You right go. here in Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Uh, so, Cap, I got to jump in. Oh, got news? The, the Athletic news? NFL, great follow on Twitter. The Commanders are expected to use the franchise tag on free agent D-tackle Deron Payne. Two people with direct knowledge of the situation told Ben Standig of The Athletic. Payne was named to the Pro Bowl after a career-best 11.5 sacks at 64 combined tackles last season. And one of the top guys goes off the board who the Bears reportedly had heavy interest in if he had reached free agency. But it appears he is off the board. C-cap. Here's the thing. We can walk out of the studio today knowing that you and I got something right. There you go. We said he was <laughs> going to get tagged, and yeah. he did. We, might, we may not get anything else right today, but at least we got that right. We both said that he'd be tagged. Washington needs assets, and so I think that's great. And also, so, it appears Evan Ingram is closing in on re-signing to stay with Jacksonville, but not done. Patrick Beverly is back with uh, Chicago, but now he's with the Chicago Bulls because he's from here, and now he's part of this team. So let's go back in time. Pat Beverly has his own podcast. He gave his thoughts about uh, being with the Chicago Bulls, Cap. Well, he gave his thoughts on being with the Bulls, and I also want to play something else for you leading into that, why he picked the Bulls. I know you've heard this. The, the audience needs to hear it. It was between Golden State and the Bulls. Obviously, um, you know, it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State. But, you know, they, a lot of, lot of guards over there, you know. So I, I figured, you know, I can make a playoff push with the Bulls right now and kind of, you know, pop them up a little bit. The East kind of weak. I'm excited, man. I'm ex- When I'm on your okay. team and I'm your teammate and I'm your player and you're my coach, like, you get a different vibe. You're like, man, this is my he do anything for the team. You know what I'm saying? So. They ain't going to get that. I'm going to, you know me, I'm going to be on Zach with being ass. I'm going to give him all the energy he needs, destroy people. Me and DeMar DeRozan, we good. I got a, a pop and five. Uh, and Vujovic, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really excited. There you go. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Cap. Let's go back to the first clip that we heard, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the first thing that we heard. Now, the East is weak, and the Bulls are going for a playoff push. I'm going to go with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect Pat Bev. Is, is he insane? Is he insane? You and I both admire the Golden State Warriors, not just because of the championships, but the organizational structure from Joe Lacob all the way through to Steve Kerr, that whole organization. Golden State and Sanford, in the city of San Francisco, they have made them, their mark in the NBA. That's a cornerstone franchise. Many teams wish they had the infrastructure that the Warriors have. Pat Bev, now I'll go to Chicago. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're, we've been talking about the Bulls and how maybe a playoff team, maybe not be a playoff team. Either way, they're not going anywhere. They're spinning their wheels on the west side versus being in San Francisco with the Golden State Warriors. And I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but boy, you got Steph Curry, you got Clay Thompson, you've got Draymond Green. 
you got a good team there, even though they've had their struggles. Uh, wouldn't you want to be with that championship pedigree or nah? Uh, if or he, nah. Well, if he doesn't believe that they're going to win the title, and Golden State's had their issues. Steph's been banged up multiple times this year. If he looks and says, Phoenix just went and got Kevin Durant. The Clippers are really, really good, and they just picked up Russell Westbrook. Uh, Denver has the probable three-year-in-a-row MVP. I'm going East. I think the East is open. I don't think it's that good. And I'm from Chicago. I would love to play in front of my mom before my career's over. I love the idea that his rationale was the East is weak. Are you, are you sure that Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland will have something to say? That's weak. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's, if it's me, I'm trying to increase my chances of winning a championship. And I know Golden State this morning is ninth in the West. They should be better than that by the time the season ends. I, I don't know. But nonetheless, I think that we, I don't want to bury the lead because the lead is him talking about Zach Levine. Cap, it's a fraternity, but it seems like it's a big league, but everyone talks. Everyone knows what's going on in every organization. For for Pat Bev to say, I'm good with DeMar DeRozan, you know, I got I got a guy in uh and um the big uh, Vucevic. Think about this. He says he wants to kick Levine in the ass. How about, Think about that? that? I mean, look, what bothers no, me, I'm going to be on Zach Levine's ass. Okay, what bothers me is you just paid this guy $215 million, Zach Levine. Yes. If you're going to give someone a max deal, why do I need someone to come in from the outside off the buyout market and say, me and DeMar DeRozan, we're good. I got a pop at five in Vucevic. I'm going to be on Zach Levine's ass. Then you shouldn't have signed Zach Levine if you need to bring a police officer in here to get on his ass. Well, Cap, we knew that before Pat Beverly said that, didn't we? That, we that, did. That. And I'm not telling you that Zach is a lazy player. He's not. I think he had I think he he tries. I think he's a good person. I think he has a ton of talent. I don't think he has a very good basketball IQ. I don't think he's a perceptive player, and I think there are times he shoots that fall away three and I want to puke all over myself. <laughs> Cap, I think that I think we knew this before, but it has to be said out loud. You, you, here's the thing. Zach Levine has secured the bag, and we know that he is the number one option offensively on this team. Zach Levine is Reggie Theus. He, he just is. It's just, That's a great what, one. Well, this is what he was. Like Reggie was a, a very good player with the Bulls. This is pre- previous to Michael Jordan, by the way, kids. Reggie Theus was the guy. I would go into households, Cap. My aunt would have three pictures on the wall. Walter Payton, Reggie Theus, Jesus, or, or Dr. King, depending on what home I was in. But the point, is, the point is, is that Reggie Theus was a, a god in this town. Even though the Bulls weren't very good, Reggie was still getting his points. I, I worked with Reggie. I did, I've done many shows with Reggie Theus on NBA radio. And I asked him, from your time with the Bulls how, or Sacramento, how difficult was it to be the best player on the on a bad team. He said, it's so much pressure because everyone looks to you to be able to get you out of the doldrums and you can do everything you can. You come, you, you work out, you eat right. You do what the coach says. You do everything you can for 48 minutes and still you lose and, and you come to play every night. He said that was an issue when he played for the Bulls in Sacramento. He says, Zach Levine is going through that now. The pressure to be the best player on a team that's just meh 
is tough. The pressure to be the best player is tough if your team has legitimate championship aspirations. This team does not. Mm-hmm. So he can put up all the numbers he wants. How many times have we seen him turn the ball over five and six and seven times in a game or they can't get the ball in on a sideline out of bounds late in ball games because either he doesn't cut hard enough or if he's the inbounder, he doesn't make a good pass or he takes a bad shot decision. He's got all the ability in the world. You walk into an AAU tournament, you watch that guy and go, wow, that guy's a beast, man. Yeah. Holy smoke, who is that? And then you break it down where coaches get to go through the scouting report. Jonathan, you're going to guard Zach, and here's what he does well, and here's what he doesn't do well. So we're going to take away what he does do well. We'll make him do what he doesn't do well. And the, all of a sudden, he's not as impactful. That's my yep. problem with him. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. Because I say that there is value of getting into the playoffs, and you feel because the Bulls are kind of stuck that maybe tanking is the right option. I don't to know if tanking is the word because I'm not looking to go nine and seventy three next year. What I'm saying is, I'm not going to re-sign Demar Derozan if I feel like I got no chance. He's thirty three and his contract's up after next season, so you got to sign him this summer. So I have to look with a microscope at my roster and go, okay, am I re-signing Vucevic? He's a free agent after this year. Okay, I like him if he doesn't make too much money. All right, put him in there. Now I'm going to sign DeMar. Okay, then I'm rolling with the same team, and this team isn't good enough to win with. That's the well, problem you're facing. Well, let's, when I say it gets down to brass tacks, you and I disagree on the – where the Bulls should do. Should they get to the playoffs? Should they not be in the playoffs? You want them to be able to secure the number one pick or at least the top two picks in the draft if they can. And I don't think that this this team will hold you away from that. See, the thing is that the Bulls will never be bad enough like Detroit or Charlotte or like San Antonio or Houston or the Lakers, quite frankly, to be able to get into the lottery to get the number one and number two pick. I think, but, but here's the question I have for you. Ryan Poles, fresh, coming out of Kansas City, tells McCaskey, tells Ted Phillips, I I think we have to be able to reset this thing. We're going to have to get rid of some of the salary and get in a position where we can get the number one pick and also have plenty of of draft cap uh, or salary cap space. All these things we can do to kind of reshape and reimagine this Bears team. Do you think that that Eversley and Karnaschovas can look Michael Reinsdorf in the eye and say, Hey, look at this roster. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic, right? These three guys. Do you realize that these guys are pretty much the second or third option on a good team? Second is pushing it. But Levine on a good team would be the third option. He may start, but he may not get the lion's share of the time, you know, shooting the basketball. Same thing with DeRozan. He's a two or three on a good team. So could, could you ever see a scenario where Connor Shelvis and Eversley go to Michael Reinsdorf and say, yeah, you know what, we're 26, we're, uh, 26 and 33, we're stuck here, we don't have a draft pick, let's get rid of these players and let's start this thing over. Do you think that they would do that like Poles did with McCaskey? Not to the degree that Poles did. I don't believe it. I think they're going to re-sign Vucevic. I do. I think. I don't know who's signing, who's trading for Zach Levine. I don't know how you're moving that contract. If they can, I think they would try and move off of him this summer. Wouldn't shock me if they announced that they reached an injury settlement with 
Lonzo Ball and they turned the page. You just said it was a bad signing and it didn't work out. But you've got to do it. Uh, not top to bottom, but you've got to do a lot of changeover to this roster if you want to be competitive, in my well, opinion. Well, I, I guess if you want to have that kind of change where the Bulls are in a position to get a number one or number two pick in the first round of the draft, then you don't sign Vucevic. Uh, they're saying, like, because the Bulls will shoot you into 11th or 12th place every time. It's Levine. Say DeRozan's not here and Levine's here. Okay, Levine's going to win games on his own. We've seen this. The Bulls will not be as bad as 17 or 15 wins if you have Vucevic on the team next year with Levine. That's the problem. That's where you're stuck. Yeah, I'm not looking to be, again, 9-73 and 73 next year. That's oh. not what my – but I'm re-signing Vucevic. I am. He's a solid basketball player. You solid. Know, you know you and I agree on that. We, we're, 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 I mean, when Sylvie is – you know, going after Vucevic, you and I say, well, let's take a look at the numbers. Look at the intangible that, that he brings. But here's the problem with your scenario. If you think, if you don't sign DeRozan, fine, but you are going to sign Vucevic, and Levine still stays here. Well, you and I also believe in the development of Patrick Williams. There's, there's glimpses there where he gives you double-digit scorings, and sometimes he just fades into the background. What if he becomes a, a guy and develops? What if DeSumo becomes a guy and develops? You're still going to be stuck. You won't get what you want as far as a number one or number two pick in the draft when you have these assets, young guys growing and veterans that are getting paid, like a Vucevic and, Le- and Levine. It's just tough. It, it is really tough. It's tough. And as That's Bobby tough. Marks, who was a front office executive and now is on ESPN, said yesterday on our show, he would absolutely not move off of Patrick Williams. He's 21 years of age. You can't find guys with his skill set. They just don't exist. you got to keep developing them. So, so, so the question we have for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I want to find out from you, you know, is you heard from Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly says, hey, I want to be part of a playoff push. Would you rather for the Bulls to be tanking instead? We'll take your calls on that. Also still to come, uh-huh, it's out there. Black and Abdallah talked about this yesterday, and we want to bring it here this morning. Could you imagine a four-day work week? We talk about it as we move forward here this morning. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Cap and Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. But David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Asking your thoughts about Patrick Beverly. He says, yeah, I'm going to get in Zach Levine's ass. You didn't say that about DeMar DeRozan or Vucevic. No, or me, I'm going to be on Zach Levine ass. Yeah, he didn't say that about <laughs> anybody else. Just Zach Levine. And rightfully so, by the way. Because, Cap, everybody knows. Everybody knows. They see those numbers like, yeah, Zach can go. He can play. But where are you going? I think that's what the league is saying. I mean, Patrick Beverly, that's just one opinion. But I believe that's a prevailing opinion. Not just ours as fans. But the, I think the NBA says, yeah, he can play. He can ball. He can hoop. But, but where are you going? Right, you're the the face of what with this Bulls team. So there you go. Uh, uh, by the way, the numbers are out. Cap uh, over the weekend, you know, say you were talking about how we are in a uh, 
was that? Was it sports colonoscopy or sports hospice? Yeah, I said sports hospice, but probably not the right term. Cap is right. <laughs> Good sports is coming around the corner. We have March Madness. We have opening day coming up. We have the NBA playoffs coming up. We Best have the time NHL on the playoffs coming calendar. up. I disagree with you, but You're no, wrong. hospice was incorrect. But yes, we are in the sports colonoscopy where you just got to get through this moment in your life. You uh, just have to make yeah, you got camp. You got to make the sports uh, fan comfortable. So you know, extra blankets, please. Where is her coffee? We were trying to make him comfortable. For God's sakes, yes. You, this is a, you know, this is when the family gets mad. Uh, the Daytona five hundred, eight point one million for the TV rating. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. $8.1 million. NBA All-Star Game, 3.7. NBA Saturday Night, 3.42. You and I are not a part of that. We didn't right. watch that. We did not. The the Sun Genesis Open, 3.42. Locked in. I, I had money on that. That's a good number, two for a dead period in sports, 3.42. How, hoodie, how about this? I had the guy finish second in the Daytona 500. Yeah. I was so mad. You did? I had Joey Logano. You didn't tell me that. Yes. I didn't know that. I'm in the car. We're going to dinner Sunday night, taking our son, daughter-in-law, and our grandson, me and Mindy. Mindy and I are in the car. We're driving up to go to dinner in Libertyville, and I have on NASCAR on XM. And my wife's like... out of your mind. Right. My wife said, (laughs) what are we listening to? I said, I've got Joey Logano, and he's in second place, and they're in overtime. I don't know exactly what that means, but I know if you get one place better, I'm cashing a nice ticket here. And all of a sudden, I hear we're going to double overtap. We're going to triple overtap. And it's him and Danica's ex, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who's yeah. never won that race. And they go, uh, it's, it's one or two. It's Logano. It's Stenhouse. Bam. They give it to what is What is this deal with NASCAR having overtime? Did you finish first or not? Right. Did you cross the line as the first car to finish or well, not? Because How it was there overtime? Because there was a caution. Now. I don't care. If there's caution, then finish in caution. They do it all the time. What is an well, overtime in, in NASCAR? Did you finish first or no? But, Shay, here's the lead, though. If I'm Mindy, I know Mindy was driving. There's no question. She was not. She was I was. I, you know what? I, if I, Well, then, if she, if she was not driving, while the car is moving, I would have opened the, the car door and rolled out and just left you there are you kidding me daytona on the radio daytona right. 500 on the radio this is You're also out of your mind good he's making my point we're talking nascar this is a bad time for sports if we're talking everybody's tuned in on nascar we're in a dark period like i live bet john rom when he fell <laughs> out of the leaps listen to me john rom was right. leading he's dominating Three up. Next thing I know, John Robbs hit it in a gully. He's making bogeys. He's down a shot. Now it gets tied. And the favorite is Max Homa. And I look on my little points bet app and I'm like, okay, okay, I got even money on John Robb. I get the best player in the world at even money and they're tied. Okay. In that's fine. A but cool hundy. That's, that's fine. Okay. You won 100 bucks. Congratulations. Thanks. Now that, but the point is, is that you're listening to 
Uh, so Ricky Sandhouse is on his way. He's going to so make a turn on the left side. Here comes John Martin. Oh, there's going to be a crash. There's going to be a crash. Look out. Here comes Stanhouse. He's going to win this one. Daytona. I mean, you're listening to that. It's better on TV. It's more of a, a TV sport than radio. You're an, you're insane. You know what it is? It's a spectator insane. sport. If you're not going to the track, don't talk to me about NASCAR. If you're going to go to the track and see it. It's the same thing with IndyCar, which my dad loves to watch on TV. I go to the Indy 500. It's the only race I watch all year because I'm there. It's a spectator sport. If you're in the building, if you're at the track, agreed. Otherwise, when I'm don't in the, when it. I'm in my truck with, with, with Mindy and I hear him go, "It's Stenhouse, it's Logano, they come to the wire." Oh my God! And Ricky Stenhouse is what is for. I'm like, turn that off. He's won the Daytona 500. He's coming around the band, going to the left side. Here he comes. Like, oh my God, on the radio. By the way, what nonetheless? What rated better? On Sunday, NHL on ABC, excuse me, Saturday, NHL on ABC, or the XFL had two games on ESPN. XFL. It was the XFL, 1.57. That is incorrect. Seattle, D.C. had 918,000. That was the highest rated XFL game. NHL on ABC, 1.135 million. Take that with your football. Congrats, hockey. You beat the fake football league by 200,000 fans. Very yeah. proud of you. That's Round of applause for hockey. Yeah. Doing great. All right, Jay Moore. A round of applause. A round of applause for hockey. You went toe-to-toe with fake football. What a moment for the sport. I mean, hang a banner. They went toe-to-toe with fake football. Put a banner in the rafters. Go hockey. So, Bluck and Abdallah had uh, something last night about the four-day weekend now. The four-day week now. Mm-hmm. Shay, you have a, a story about that. I know there's numerous stories about the possibility of our country turning into a four-day work week. Yeah, a bunch of corporations over in uh, Europe ran a little experiment. I think 60-plus corporations, and they started a four-day work week. They found it vastly improved productivity, it vastly improved revenue, and it vastly decreased employee stress. Everybody's relationship with their employer got better. The four-day work week was a huge success. So much so, 91% of the firms that did it don't want to go back to five-day weeks. Crazy. All right, could you imagine that, Cap? No. Come on now. What are we doing here? Like, If you don't like your job, get a different job. And if you don't have that ability, then that's the lot you cast yourself with. I picked a career that took a long time to get to this level. A lot of of years. Decades. Guess what? I don't want someone coming in here to do morning drive on Friday because we decided we're only doing a four-day week. If I want to take a vacation day on a Friday, different story. You think Danny Zetterman would be like, hey, guys, I only need you to do the show four days a week. No, absolutely not. So I guess in this soft-ass 20s to 30s generation, ooh, I want to work remote. I don't want to come in the office. I Get out of the way or get steamrollers. What's the problem? If productivity's going up, who are they getting steamrolled by? What's the problem? This is what I, I don't understand. I tell my kids all the time, you and your soft-ass generation, you don't have what it takes to man up, drop a pair, and let's go. Let's freaking be the best we can be. No, I've got to be able to work remote from home. Oh, please. Well, I'm going to meditate in- every day at noon. Stop. Oh, Cap, listen. Work. Wait, your generation, 
the baby boomer generation. What, what did your What did your dad and what your mom say about your generation? Lazy beatniks hanging on the corner singing songs. That's I mean that's that's what it was, was it not? You got greasers. Was that uh, my generation? Nerdy computer people. You guys, all you did into is your tech, your computers. You know, all your all your new your your video games and all your new technology. You're not going anywhere. Every generation gets it, right? They always get a shot, right? Yeah. What do they say about your generation? What did the older people say about your generation? You beat Nick's. <laughs> the long hair. Okay. Yeah. Hippies, Here, right? You, the thing. You, you, your generation was considered hippies, lazy, smoking pot or smoking cigarettes on the corner, going to the diner and not working hard. Was it not? That was the rumor. I don't agree with it. A. That's A. B. I I look at the way my kids are, and I demand a lot from my kids, and they've all got careers, and they're successful, and my daughter-in-law's a doctor. Very proud of my kids. We held them to a different standard. Hey. Get outside. We're gonna. There's a park right there. Go play with your friends. There's a basket in the driveway. You're not gonna lay on your ass and play video games in my house for hours and hours and hours. You want to have a little time after you got your homework done? Play your FIFA or your Madden or whatever Call of Duty or whatever it was my kids liked. Have at it. But you yeah. are going to get exercise. You're going to get outside. Today's generation, freaking parks sit empty. It's embarrassing. Four-day work week gives people more time to get outside. Oh, parks yeah, no. are empty because everybody's at work. No, everybody's at, at their video games. Oh, you sound like an old man. Uh, Don't and I that. am. This is, old, <laughs> this is old man yelling at clouds, Kaplan. Let's talk more about this on the other side. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776, our phone number. Would it be a productive society... If we had a four-day work week, again, Black and Abdallah talked about this yesterday, and we saw this online. Black has it at Chris Black on Twitter, the news story of a four-day week in America. Would you be down? Talk about it coming up next, Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here's today's headlines with Cap and Jay Hood. The Blackhawks got a 3-2 victory over the Las Vegas Golden Knights last night. Patrick Kane nearly won the game in overtime with that slap shot goal at the buzzer. But the goal was overturned after the review showed that the puck did not cross the line before the clock hit zero. Oscar Colas, a prospect for the White Sox, is expected to be the starting right fielder. But Pedro Cofal says, no, no, no. Now He may be the right fielder now, but it's not set in stone. Alabama basketball is under fire after it was reported that Freshman Brandon Miller provided the weapon that was used by Darius Miles in a murder. Head coach Nate Oates admitted yesterday that the program was aware of Miller's involvement in the case. Michigan State basketball returned to campus yesterday for the first time since last week's mass shooting. The Spartans uh, tallied a win over Indiana by a score of 80-65. to Jay Moore. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain J. Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J. Hood, 
Weekday mornings at 7 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. So glad you're with us here on this Wednesday morning. Um, Silicon Kemble, we'll Crosstalk with Black and Abdallah coming up at 10 o'clock. And we see you on hold. Let's get to your phone calls here at 312-332-3776. As we talk about what Black and Abdallah talked about last night regarding a four-day week, a four-day work week. I guess, uh, so I heard your thoughts, Cap. My thoughts on it is is that look, we're used to a five-day work week. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, and actually for what we do, it's not necessarily five days for us. A lot of times it's six, sometimes it's seven. <laughs> we're working, right? Right. So, But I guess in this scenario, what's considered the weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do they move it where you don't work on Mondays? Well, I wonder what that would be. Is it still? Would you, I see it as Monday through Thursday. Do you think they'd move it from Wednesday or Tuesday to, to Friday? That's a great question. Now, I was yeah. doing, doing some research at the break. Mm-hmm. Amazon, uh, their workers are pushing back because the CEO of Amazon, Andy Jassy, mm-hmm. said, uh, by May 1st, I want a new return to office plan. It will take effect May 1st, and I want you at least three days per week with limited exception that you will be in the office because it fosters better collaboration and helps our company deliver for our customers and the overall business. Shortly after Jassy's announcement, employees started a remote advocacy channel on Amazon's internal Slack messaging system to tout the merits of remote work and to push back on his office mandate. Bob Iger, recently reinstalled as the CEO of Disney, said he wants a minimum of four days a week back in the office because they've had financial troubles in the company he said we need to collaborate better and we need to see people together and that's how we do better work and i'm demanding you back in the office four days a week elon musk did the same thing at tesla do you think that huh what did he he do at twitter i don't think he got rid of everybody (laughs) that's what i think cap Cap, i don't think it's soft if you work remotely i don't because if you could be as productive as a boss right if you're a boss as long as the job's done do you care where it is does it have to be in the office to get it done if you're working at home and you're as productive you may not see the person but the work's done well there's a plan about that okay if you're a data analyst and like one of my kids he works for an insurance company and people on his team, one lives in France, another one lives in, I think, Brazil, he told me. He lives in Seattle, my son. And they're all, everything they do is remote. There is no, I get that. I would not choose to want a career like that because I, like I just said to Jay Moore at the break, like I can walk in there and ask Jay Moore, ask Shay, you're here. We bust balls. We have a good time. It's in the yep. lo- It's like a locker room. We have a great time. Yep. Well, if Shay's working from his apartment and Jay Moore's at his home where his wife is and you're at your home and I'm in my home, what type of a team are you building? You can't do a morning show and have everybody in remote location. An occasional, hey, I'm taking Friday, but I'll do the show remote or I got a game or Shay's got to do this and he can do his that's different. I'm talking right. about every single day to be remote. I don't think you can do it. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. And also, you're against the four-day week. That, I mean, because that's the impetus of all this. Like, for me. Yeah. I, it's not for me. But, but for what you and I do, we do, it could be a four-day week. We'd still be on the air. 
Like, like you think they're going to make us get off on Friday? No shot. That's what I said. You think Dan- Danny's going to go, I'll keep paying you the same amount of money. Yeah, just do four shows a week. No, no shot. chance. You know why? Because that would cut into our pay. Yes, correct. <laughs> we can't, hey, man, we got to follow the money in that spot, right? Like, if you, got, you guys are kind of just winding down, you're older now. Here's here's a here's a check now just for four days. No, give me the five, please. Plus the podcast. Correct. Plus the extra work on the weekend. Yeah. If that, if I like to work, but I chose a career and didn't know. If, you and I both, we had to scratch and oh claw to find our way up. We didn't Brother. know if we were going to make it. No, I think. Well, in this business, we all know that. But I think what we're missing here is that in these studies, productivity, revenues, all of it went up. Employee stress went down. Seems like a win for everybody. Then, but, but, then but, those but, people should do that. It's not for me. That's yeah, fine. But, 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 but Cap's not for the stress. He doesn't think he thinks that's BS. The whole work stress that you got to take a day off or you need three days off because of work stress. He thinks that the society's soft. I do not. Uh, John in Naperville is on ESPN 1000 with Cap and Jay Hood. Hey, John. What's up, boys? What's John? up, son? I think I think you guys are overthinking it just a little bit. Four-day work weeks would be great for everybody. You still keep the business running five days a week, you know, your Monday through Friday, but you don't lay off, but you move 20% of your workforce around, So, like, you know, you, and you randomize weeks between Monday through Friday and who has off. You move it to 10-hour days, so you still get a 40-hour work week. You have less breaks, less commute, and then you have an open day of the week to where 80% of the population is at work to where you can do your shopping and get every, all your home stuff done for that week so that when the week, the actual weekend comes up, that you're free to Well, first of all, I didn't hear day. the 10-hour work day. That was never communicated to us. We were just told... You only work four days. Well, in the study well, that I, I read, I, there was no 10-hour workday. In the study I read, it was 32-hour weeks. No, I'd be advocating for a 10-hour work week. Uh, 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 no, for the whole week? For the four days? No shot. I just don't think you can be... Thank you, John. Again, for the the worker bee, yeah, I guess you could give them a four-day work week. Are they going to take the same amount of pay? For four days, if they're not working 10-hour days, it's staying at eight. Well, Same amount of pay. If productivity goes up, if revenues go up, why wouldn't they? It should be The pay should be based on production, not just hours worked. If you're at work doing nothing for more hours, then why should you get more pay just because you're there? Okay, what if you are a car salesman? Unless you're going to sell that many more cars in the four days, or what if you are... A server at a, Obviously, at a restaurant. There are exceptions to the rule. But the point I'm making is the study that had these 61 firms, I believe like office jobs, sales gigs, type things like that, showed productivity went up, stress went down. It was good, the four-day work week. I just, I don't believe you can be as productive as a company. I just don't believe it. Larry and Skokie on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. What's up, Larry? Cap, you are trapped in the dark ages, my man. Listen to what Shay's saying. This isn't just about what you think and what's in between your ears. The the study's there. The data is there. And you're just like you're living in this world where we're just beholden to the CEO who's making 99 times what we make. I didn't say beholden to the CEO. I never said that. Never said that. You're you're trapped in this, this world of 40 hours a week or else you're soft and you go downtown every day. Bro, times change. Work-life balance is a real thing. Having more time to be with your family, to be with your kids, 
I agree with you a thousand percent on get outside. Don't sit around the house and eat junk food and play video games. And if I'm working a four-day week, which my company, we sort of, it's like de facto four and a half days because we do work from home on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's time to, to, to take care of my house, take care of my family, take care of my kids. That's what Jeff that says time that's does. soft, Larry. That's I soft. didn't say that home. part soft. And, and no, I, I did not. This point too. We are not a soft <laughs> society. We are a thick society. We are an angry society. We are a violent society. And Agree with all of it. We're also soft. more attention to work-life balance is one small but massive step towards fixing who we are and what we've become. I feel Larry, really strongly about this. And I'm glad, you know what, I, I often get bored when you guys veer from sports too far, but I'm glad you're having this conversation because this is an important conversation. Larry, we appreciate the phone call. Ross is with us here on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 out of Lake Forest. Hey, Ross. Ross. The four-day uh, work week is yeah. at... Um, I actually did it for four years in college. The school that I went to, the business school, ran all their graduate programs on Fridays. So my curriculum went from Monday to Thursday, and I was typically in class from 8 a.m. until usually about 5 p.m. And I actually ended up graduating in three and a half years rather than four because I was more focused, and then I had three days every weekend to enjoy the weekend and then have one day to kind of get everything ready for the week. And I was much more productive, much more well-rested, and much more focused in the time where I had to be there. What do you think of that, Cap? Four-day week. Four-day work week. Again, if I ran a company, depending on your role, as I said earlier, if you're sitting there on a computer all day and all you're doing is entering and data analysis, I guess you can do that from anywhere. But if you're part of a team trying to collaborate and build a company, I want you in the office or I want you and your team together. Not everything can be done on Zoom. I don't believe it can. I think that since the pandemic, I think that companies have gotten comfortable with it. And there's still some people that cannot get comfortable again of being in the office. Now, would that be my office? I, I would allow I would allow a hybrid where you and work from home as long as the production's done i'm good with it but i understand what you're saying you're saying that as a team you like to be able to see people face to face eye to eye you think that's more productive than you know being on zoom and being on a screen all the time yeah and and again i'm not telling you that it has to be every single day 24 7 you gotta be in the but a four-day work week Hey, man, uh, hey, we got to pull this audio and put this thing together for the show. Sorry, Jay Moore only works four days. You got to wait till next week. No, our show's on five days a week. I need Jay Moore to be there five days a week because he's really good at what he does. Sorry. We know we know Carl, Carl Salesman that uh, would like to work seven days a week. They wish it was open on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> just for the extra money. Correct. Uh, just for the extra sales. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Cap and J Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The same ESPN Chicago app, which you can find fast break. 
That is uh, my podcast for the Bulls and the NBA. You need more basketball? We got it for you. Just click Fast Break and you're right in there with all our basketball content right there on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom and Matt Moore's dining creation. It's on the river, LaSalle, just on the north side of the river. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! What is the point of getting into the playoffs and getting the ever-living H beaten out of me? Ooh, Frank in Section 310 had a good time watching Jason Tatum have 46 at the United Center. Jimmy and Joliet. No shot. Jimmy yeah. and Juliet gets to see Giannis play. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's the old Steve Shandwald. Uh, go see the other team. Right. Go, come come the see Giannis and the, the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Go see Giannis and the Bulls. Uh, no, Giannis and the Bucks take on the Bulls when they would, like, put up the picture of Kobe. Come see Kobe and the Lakers take on our Bulls. My I mean, God. That, that, that used to be the, uh, the hue and cry over there on the west side. So come see the other team to, to fill up our stadium. The Captain Joe Cut of the Day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. That's right. And David Flom, our guy. That's right. And the best part of any dinner is the dessert. Right, hoodie? Chocolate ganache oh. cake, five-layer. Grandma's carrot oh. cake. Graham cracker crust oh. key lime pie. Or my favorite, mint Oreo ice cream pie I had on my birthday. It was amazing. Oh, so good. So good. All right. Back to the phone lines we go. Um, is Joey G with us? Joey G, our guy? Yes. We got to get Joey in and real, real quick, Justin, too. All right, Joey. Joseph, morning. Larry, you're at table 20 with Eddie from the north side. Oh, <laughs> wait Why? a minute. You're putting Larry on the on the bus list. Hang on a second. What do you mean, hang on a second? Tell me, what, why, why is Larry on your, uh, on your list? There's no such thing as a four-day work week with mine and Cap's generation. Thank you. Uh-huh. You know, my generation, I was I was eight years old on the corner uh, of Taylor Street opening up clams out of a barrel with ice cubes in it. Sounds like a metaphor. Eating raw clams on the corner. Uh-huh. The cigarette pack that Dad had in the, in the T-shirt rolled up. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's it. The society today is done. Forget it, Cap. Great job raising your children. I raised my children that way, and they don't talk to me anymore. Well, hold up. Well, oh, well, you got us. No, I don't want no Oz. I don't give a flying okay. you-know-who. All right. All right. That's a, Wait, hold on a second. We got Justin from Dallas, Texas on the ESPN Chicago app. All right. Justin. Hey, Cap, Hoodie. How you all doing? What's up? I actually I wanted to weigh in on the Bulls, but, I mean, as far as the four-day work week, me, it wouldn't benefit me any because I work in retail, so I'm working on the weekends, on the holidays, and all of that. But for you know, for the people that work nine to fives every day, I can't like they do deserve just to you know spend more time with their families. As far as the Bulls go, I'm excited for Patrick Beverly. This might be the fire that we need. Oh, God. You know, we don't know what's going to happen on the the next the uh the next twenty something games. But, yeah, he does need to hold Zach Levine accountable. Somebody does. Um, but Fair. that's all I wanted to say. And I appreciate y'all taking the call. Appreciate you. How about that, Joey G? How about that? 
Take that. Work a four-day work week. Am I supposed to cook food from home and have it shipped to the restaurant? Wow. Yeah, good point. That's you your know, generation. It, it, it's, it, uh-uh. it's ridiculous, society today. Hoodie? Yes. Again, congratulations on your two awards this year. Thank you. Because he's okay. a worker. That's why. That's why. One more for question fun. for you, Hoodie. Is 70th and Pulaski good for you? It is. Okay. He'll see you there, Hoodie. Okay. Well, Joey, see much. you, kid. Buddy, well, have a you. great game tonight. Yes, in Evansville, and you have a great game as well, my friend. At Valparaiso. Let's go. We thank the Ark. We thank you for listening and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood. Hey, we've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, and we got you. Hoodie, so let's not do the us. games. We've worked four days this week. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow at 7. So Soft long, everybody. Ass. Take From that. Evansville.